Welcome back to the Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. We got a great segment for you. It's called The Athlete and the Chef. So sit back, relax, and let's go. All right, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. Uh, uh, We are live on two different platforms today. Uh, This is a new thing, um, Instagram and... uh, the good old YouTubes, Cornell, co-host, me, Matt, host, whatever. How you doing tonight, buddy? <laughs> hey, look it's, at that. It's the vortex of matrix of <laughs> the liveness. I, I was just telling Cornell, I have <laughs> I have three screens going on right now, and <laughs> it's a lot to manage. I see why people have production companies right now <laughs> in this moment, so... <laughs> I do not. I work out of my garage. <laughs> so, I just turn my phone off and I'm yeah. like, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Woo. How are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm good. I yeah. am full. Uh, went into the gym this morning, helped a friend move. Nice. That was uh, uh, apartments are not made for furniture. Like upstairs no, apartments not. are not made for furniture. This is correct. Uh, but we got the sectional couch out. We had to break it to get it through the door, but it's cool because I'm a contractor. So I put it back together when we got to the new place. <laughs> and I hadn't really eaten anything. Uh, I think I, I ate a bunch of just candy at the gym. And then I got home and I made a, it was about a 24 ounce ribeye, <clears throat> boneless. Nice, dude. And then went to Costco a little while ago, and I saw that mac and cheese that they have there. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, you know what? It's Christmas. (laughs) That's what I want right there. Exactly. So So solid cheese, (laughs) solid fat, carbs, all the good stuff that was needed right now. And I'm, it's good. I love it. It's worth it. I love it. So ribeye mac cheese, like... Okay, you said that Costco mac cheese, and I immediately was like, "Oh my god, I know exactly what he's talking about." And like, <laughs> food, food, instant food coma. Oh yeah. Um, uh, just for everybody out there, I I can barely, yeah, I can see who's on here. I can see who's on the Instagram, but I can't see instant comments. So, if you want to comment, uh, go onto YouTube. But otherwise, um, I will do my best to check it. But uh, Cornell, like, how? Does it get any better than ribeye and like, like like that big noodle mac and cheese? Does it really? <laughs> no, I mean, it was like it had everything covered. Okay. <laughs> um, plus, on top of all of that, like I know this is a weightlifting slash food podcast, but if, yes, it is. if you like ribeye, go get a rib roast right now because there's like four or five stores where it's not more than $6 a pound. And Wow. There's a, I've been watching a whole lot of videos on Instagram where they're just telling people, go get these right now. They're less than half the price that they would be. This is how you slice it. This is how you cut it up. This is how you use all the different parts. Uh, You can make ribs out of it, like, so that you don't have to store the bone, like so many, so many things right now. So that's crazy. Cause I, you know, uh, I did some food shopping today myself and uh, I, we're seeing the opposite. Really? <laughs> yeah, like we're seeing. I, I think I saw the lowest I found was like twelve ninety nine a pound, 
And I'm just thinking to myself, man, these people, uh, they're, they're cashing in when it counts. Like, I don't know. I see that a lot where like, you know, holidays come around and, you know, some places will do the, the big discounts, but like the Kroger, <laughs> they're jacking that price up and because they know people are going to buy it. Okay. Yeah. For us, we have Vons down here. I don't think you guys okay. have that. No, we Vons don't. Slash Albertsons is like, I think the same company. And the one thing that they are doing that's really annoying is they advertise the price, but then they're like, it's a digital coupon. So download our app, uh, which is on top of the normal, just like put your phone number in. Right, and then you right. have to scan what you're getting with the app. And then that will transfer to your phone number that you put in. <laughs> <laughs> and it it's a nightmare, but I okay. mean, when it's normally $13, $14 a pound and you're getting, I think I paid $5.49 for, I got a, a seven pounder. Okay. And I still have two steaks left. I mean, I, nice, I, I put them down pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm yeah. probably going to go and get at least another 10 to 12 pounds uh, either tomorrow. It's the good thing is the sales going on till Monday. Oh yeah. And that's when you stock up on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Um, you know, I, uh, it's been a hustle and bustle around here. So we did just our little, like our kind of go-to baked ziti. Um, I made the kids a pizza and it was just like, cause it's, I don't know if you're feeling this. Um, and I talked about this on my last podcast, but it's like from the time I wake up to now, like, or time I go to sleep, I am just going and I'm so looking forward to tomorrow where like my restaurants will be closed. I won't have anybody to talk to if I don't want to. <laughs> and like, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be fantastic. And I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself. And it's great. We do one thing on Christmas Eve and that's what we take the kids to do, um, you know, pictures with Santa and they still kind of want to do that. So I'm like, okay, we do it first thing in the morning. And then after that, it's like, well, what do we got? You know, like, I, I like it. I like it. What no, do, what's that. you doing on Christmas Eve? Uh, we are having Christmas with my in-laws, and yep. uh, I I guess in-laws covers like my sister-in-law as well, <laughs> and <laughs> nice. her. So I guess in-law squared. I don't know what it would how it falls into. Her has my sister-in-law's husband's grandma. Okay. Uh, she lives about an hour and a half away, but she's moving to Texas. So she's in the process of selling her house and she moved in with them for a little while. So she's oh. coming too. So I was like, Oh, we're just letting everyone over for Christmas now. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a community thing, right? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we have, we're having them over. And then the nice part is on Christmas day, we have no obligations. Nice. That's the best way to be honestly. Um, you know, you know, my, you know, my philosophy at this point, like, I like to just make sure that like that, that's the day I want to really focus on family and just be with the, you know, with the people. And, and I know that everybody has their own kind of direction on that goes. And I'm not saying any, any direction is the right direction, but, uh, for me, this is the right direction. I mean, I used to, back in the day, we used to do the thing where we were going to three, four Christmases that just don't happen anymore. And, uh, you know, uh, it's just the way life is and it's, I, I kind of like it, you sure. know, you know, grass is always green on the other side. Right. But, uh, <laughs> first of, first and foremost, before we get too far into this, I gotta, I, I gotta give, uh, I, I'm not going to call him my boy because I, I think I've only met him once, but Kirby, a shout out. 
Okay. For, the nine, for the Niners, I'm wearing this hat for him <laughs> because he he got on there and he was like, uh, you know, bang bang Niner game. And I, sorry, I'm, I'm a Niners fan to to the death. So let's get it, Kirby. Um, okay, now we can get back to the show. I had to get that out before I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, like uh, you, I don't even know. I, I'm kind of like watch. Uh, your your meat was was really neat. It was really cool to watch. Um, I we always love it. It's like it's like football Sunday around here in my household. Put it on the big the big TV. We're all yelling at the TV. We all know this. You guys heard me talk about this. Um, and watching you go out and do it again, what you did was six months before that. Was it more roughly, than, roughly six months before that? I think it was July, June. Yeah, I think July. Yeah. And on top of that, not only did you um, take the 102 uh, class and master class, by the way, thanks for doing that. Um, <laughs> not only did you do that, but you, you cut to 102 from 109. Uh, you went out there and you hit some big lifts and you walked away successful. And it's just like to see that happen and Mind you, this is not a bad thing, but to see that happen at our age, it's <laughs> it's really freaking cool. I just heard a podcast the other day about how <laughs> what to do, uh, you know, how do we continue weightlifting as we're getting older? Like, how do you continue to go under that under that bar? And um, as a master's lifter, I can tell you, I have more fire than ever right now. And so I I didn't really understand that. Like, I know there's going to be a downgrade in in the weight that I'm going to lift, but before we get too far into that, like talk about, talk about your experience with this, man. It was really neat. Okay. Well, uh, for people who don't know, I cut down to one Oh two. I swore I would never do that again, like four or five years ago, but when the prize is right <laughs> and you know who the competition is in the one Oh nines, uh, it was worth it. It was much more of a mental game to see if I could do it. And I, I knew that that would be, that was going to be the hard part. So, um, yeah, it was just one of those things where I have now been lifting for over 10 years and I was talking to my buddy, Nick, and I was like, the weight's not coming off like it used to. And he was like, cause you're not a chubby one Oh nine anymore. <laughs> like yep. you, you filled out the one Oh nine with muscles. So you're not, it's not gonna, it's not coming off or you don't have as much to spare anymore. And I'm like, well, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I did a a meet about a month ago. That was that little in-house for me. It was just a train through meet. But what that one was, is I was doing a pretty hard cut. Right. So granted, I did have carne asada fries uh, I want to say two days before, uh, <laughs> lots of sodium got on the scale about 14 hours before weigh-ins and I was 108.1, <laughs> uh, but I was able to drop down to 104.5 for that. Nice. So I, I knew I was going to make 102, but I wanted to see how I kind of performed with, with the weight cut. I opened yep. light. I made big jumps. Uh, I think I went six for, yeah, first time ever going six for six. So I was like, okay, well, I, th- I think I'm going to be all right. I just have to like clean it up a lot harder the next three weeks. And mm-hmm. um, really, that's that's what it really was. And it was, 
I, I'm not someone who knows all the science between or behind intermittent fasting and all that kind of a thing. But the one thing that I always felt when I did that is it's it's much more closing the gap of how long you're eating. So you're okay. limiting how much time you have to eat. Right. So I pretty much wasn't eating till about one thirty or two. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would have probably about 1200 calories for that first meal, which was not a lot. And then I would have probably another thousand calories for dinner. And then, okay. but it, it was like the, the lunch meal was generally something smaller. Um, just, it could be fast food. It could be whatever. Right. Um, limiting it, not getting large or medium, not getting fries. Uh, and then dinner was generally like a big piece of meat with vegetables cooked on in the same like cast iron pan okay. and just doused in butter. I mean, it, it was good, It but it was also one of those things where like day 15 of the same thing. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. here we go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you find that when you're eating like that, like, I mean, I've had those, uh, those kind of those runs of eating where I'm, I'm trying to hit a certain weight or be in a certain area. Do you find that when you get on that, like, you know, quote unquote day 15 or whatever, like you kind of, you kind of just, you're just in a different gear. You're not really at that point you're eating, um, not to enjoy it, but to accomplish a goal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That That's definitely what it is. It, I did keto a long time ago just to try it out yeah. and it, it felt a lot like that, even though I wasn't limiting so much to what I could eat like really limiting that, but it was like, okay, I eat at this time and that's going to give me a little bit more fuel to get through the rest of the day. And then I'm going to eat this and that'll fill me up. And I listened to, I forgot which podcast it was, but, um, they're talking about, I think it's a 10 day fast. Have you heard of this? I haven't. So I, I think it's 10 days and it's supposed to, as you fast for these 10 days, it's a, the first, I'm again, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but right. it's a, the stuff that it starves and that dies first are generally all of the cancer cells and those types of things in your body. Okay. So it's supposed to be something where if you can do this 10 day fast, you're, you have like a 70% chance of not, or 70% better chance of never getting cancer. Wow. So when I was listening to that, I was like, this is really interesting. And they said, um, like day one is always the hardest, but every morning when you wake up, you're never hungry. So if you think about that, when you wake up, your body just rested and it just got all this, I mean, it, it's in really good condition to not be starving. Right. So that, they said, even like day nine, like you wake up in the morning and you're not hungry. Interesting. So, that, that, you know, I mean, <sighs> We've all heard the uh, the breakdown of the word breakfast. It's you're breaking a fast. I mean, technically, if you're sleeping, I don't know who sleeps ten hours a day, but um, <laughs> I sleep. People, you know, people rough... with no stress. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a whole nother <laughs> show right there. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, even if like you know, sleep sleep in the average of like six to seven hours like you're not eating for that time. Think if you went six to seven hours, um, you know, during the middle of the day and didn't eat, like you would be aggravated. I, I would be aggro all day. Um, but like to wait when I wake up and, th and this is really specific to, uh, 
you know, after a, maybe like a Wednesday night session, I'm, I'm famished. I'm like ready to eat. And so that's interesting. I would, I would be really, um, really intrigued to hear or see somebody do that. That was also a, maybe a, a high performance athlete. Sure. I mean, that, I yeah. mean, that would be, that would be cool. I don't know if they could perform as well, but man, I don't know. I don't ever want to fast. I like food way too much, but I get the whole <laughs> point of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so pretty much uh, about a week out, I was sitting around one Oh four and a half. Yeah. Like the, the heavy, heavy times of the day, I would generally be like right after I would eat, I could be one Oh four and a half to one Oh five, but okay. I would wake up and I would be roughly one Oh four. And then when I'd get home, or sometimes even after dinner, I would be under the weight that I was when I woke up, even after I ate. Really? Um, so it just, it was very slow kind of period of just watching it go down just a very little bit every, every time. And then part of when I did that last meet, I did the, the water load for the first time. And that was also like a test to see how my body reacted. And I was given a specific uh, ratio of how to do it. So I mm -hmm. did it that way. And I started on Monday and then by Wednesday I was down like three, three kilos roughly. Wow. Uh, for the, for the meet a month ago. Yeah. And yeah. then, so that was Wednesday. And then Thursday I was a little heavier Friday, all the weight was back. So what <laughs> I realized with that is that, that regiment doesn't work for me. Right. So I was competing on Sunday. So what I did is I did two gallons of water on Thursday, two gallons on Friday, basically drank like normal on, or on sun Saturday, okay. so two Thursday, two Friday, drank normal on Saturday. Um, and then I woke up uh, Sunday morning and I was 102.2 went wow. in jacuzzi for 10 minutes and I was 101.8. Like okay. So, for and, and just a little side note, um, for maybe listeners who don't know uh, what a water cut is, in just the most brief explanation, like you know, what what is it? You're tricking your you're drinking a ton of water, much more than you normally drink. You're making your body think this is normal, so then you start peeing a lot. Yeah, and then once you cut the water out, your body takes a little while to to react or to figure that out, so you just continue to pee. So you're and just, you, you're, you're getting just, rid of all your water weight basically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Keep going. So woke up, uh, felt pretty like halfway decent, a little bit achy, a little bit sore, just kind of funky. Uh, ended up going in the jacuzzi for about 40 minutes before I left and I got myself down to 101.3. Wow. Um, <laughs> Yeah. It's crazy so, because that's my normal, that's my normal, like midday, uh, or, you know, morning, midday weight right there. That's, that's okay. why I, I live at 101.5, you know, in the 101 to 102 is where I live. Um, and, uh, I like it, but like you, you're coming from a, a 109 to that. What was the difference like in your body? Like, did you feel it in your everyday? Oh, none, none of my clothes were fitting like <laughs> my belt. So my Onyx belt that I wear, I'm normally on like rung three. I was on rung six. Wow. Like in the competition, I was down to like six. 
Wow. So are so. you going to, um, <laughs> it's funny you say close because that was like the first thing I thought of because I have such an issue as my body weight fluctuates, you know, especially coming up to a comp, I do drop a little bit and <laughs> I get so angry in the morning <laughs> when I'm like, this shirt just doesn't fit me anymore. It's pissing me <laughs> off. <laughs> um, but, uh, so like, you know, uh, you, you cut down to that, you competed at that. Like, are you going to stay there? Do you think you're going to stay, try to compete at one or two for now on? Are you going to go back up? Like, what's your idea? Uh, the, so the whole point of doing this was just to see if I could do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds with it. I'm not planning on staying at one Oh two. Um, I was kind of getting to this point where this happens oftentimes with weightlifters as they kind of start going up and up and up and, then instead of living around 106, 107, you're living at 108, 109. Then all of a sudden you're pushing 111. Then you got to cut weight to make your your heavyweight class. So about a year ago, I knew I wanted to kind of come down in body weight, but I didn't necessarily want to be a 102. I just right. wanted to come down in body weight. So right. I would like to, I know it's only been a week, but I'm still about 104 and a half, 105. Okay. I would like to stay roughly this body weight yeah. and there are going to be different times where I'll go up and then there could be different times I'll go down. Um, it really depends on what's, what's going on. Yeah. So, well, yeah. you know, since we're kind of on the topic of, of weight and I want to, I was going to talk about this is like, um, you know, you saw on, on the, on the podcast or on the uh, Instagrams that I lifted with Donald today and mm -hmm. we were talking about it and he's looking real skinny right now, by the way. Um, and moving really well, but he made a comment. He was like, he was like, uh, you know, I was extremely, I'm going to put it in better words than he did, but he goes, I was extremely overweight at worlds. And, you know, I think Damon looked at him and was like, well, yeah, so you were lifting a lot of weight. And he goes, no, it was bad weight. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of uh, misconception out there of like, if the heavier are, the more you should lift. But, um, <clears throat> he was very adamant about like, he's lifting the best probably he's lifted in his career right now. And his body weight is a much lower. I think he said he was at one. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't want to butcher it. I think he said 120 because when he was at world, he was 160. Wow. And yeah, he was like, I, he's like, I, he called himself a fat ass. I'm not going to call him that because I don't think he was, but <laughs> I was trying to refrain from using his comments. <laughs> um, but uh but did I, you see his ass? It was. <laughs> I mean, I've seen. I saw his calves. <laughs> Can't miss those damn things. Um, but he's, dude. So, so this idea that like you, the more weight, the more you weigh on the scale, the more weight you're gonna pull. I'm. I'm really. Um, I was tricked at first, but I think that I'm really coming to the conclusion that like, and after watching you especially, and him, like. It doesn't, it doesn't matter your weight. Um, you know, you have an optimal spot where you lift, right? I mean, is, yeah. that, is that fair to say? I would say that's, that's a good thing. Uh, at Worlds, he was very large. Like, he was, he was large and in charge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and a lot of, so, like, fat doesn't move weight. Right. So... Muscle right. moves weight. Muscle does. Yeah. So there, there is definitely a difference, but like there's a trade-off. Like Medina, 
he said that he he I think he's been up to like 135, 137, but okay. he said that he just doesn't move well at that weight. So he's a really light super. He weighs last time I talked to him, he was around 120, 125. He said that okay. was kind of the sweet spot. Yeah. Um <clears throat> one thing that I would say is I I've talked to a whole bunch of people that they I, I'm like, hey, maybe you should consider going up a weight class. You're starting to lift a lot heavier weights. Mm -hmm. You're starting to get injured more often. If you do have excess body weight, your body can recover a little bit better and faster. That's one of the big things that I have noticed cutting down to 102 is it's been a week and I'm still not I'm still not recovered. Yeah. Like I it this this recovery has taken a, a lot longer, a lot to, longer. To, to try to get better. Totally. Um but generally, the I, I get the same same thing told to me every time. Like, oh yeah, I, I went up like five kilos, and I just I didn't move well there, and I just didn't like it, so I came back down. Okay, and it's like okay, cool. How'd you get up there? How quick did you get up there? Is it just fat? Is it food? Like to put on five to eight kilos in muscle is not something that happens quickly. Um, and they just say that. I, I just didn't like how I felt. I didn't move as well. It's like, okay, you didn't learn to be that weight. You yeah. just got up to the weight. And yeah. big difference. Uh, I I ended up competing in 2018 when they changed the weight classes. I, I was a 105 okay. uh, leading into that. And I was excited because I finally got to like live at 105 because I would compete at 100, and, 100 kilos, 101 kilos as a 105. And then finally I got up to that 105. And then the weight classes changed and I, I was like, well, I'm either, I have either have to go down or up, but I only had like six or eight weeks before AO3 to make that decision. So I just decided I'm going to stay right where I am and I'm not going to go up or down. Um, and I would say that that was kind of the point where I had filled out that weight class and, yeah. uh, our old gym double barrel, they had a DEXA, I think a DEXA scan machine. Oh. So I would jump on that thing like all the time, just check my body fat. And at that meet, I weighed in at 105.1 mm -hmm. and I was like 16.9% body fat. So Jeez. I, I mean, had 16.9 is good in, yeah. in terms. I mean, yeah, come on. No, it was like, it's, it's not a lot of body fat on you and weighing right. 230 pounds. Right. Right. So that was when I finally had like filled that out. Yeah. But for years before that, I was just kind of just kind of chunky and it wasn't necessarily, I, I, I didn't know how to lift there. I just knew I didn't want to cut down. Right. right. And I just feel that so many people there, if you want to go up a weight class, you have to be at that. You don't have to necessarily be at the, like you don't have to go from one Oh two to one Oh nine and to be a one Oh nine. But um, if you're going to put on four or five kilos, you got to live there for a year to like acclimate and see how it all works. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say it's like putting on a new suit and, and work, you know, or new shoes and, and working them in, but it kind of is. You got to, you got to feel it out. You got to understand your body's going to move differently. You know, when I went from 96 to 102, um, I think it was such a natural move for me that I started PR in a bunch, you know, throwing down mm -hmm. a bunch of PRs. Um, but it was like my body wanted to be up there because I was yeah. cutting all the time just to stay at 90, you know, stay at 98 and then 98, I got to watch what I'm eating. I got to eat, you know, super, super lean. And then and, and it was creating a, a lifestyle that I didn't like. 
and uh, and I was getting injured on top of that. Um, and, and that was part of it. That wasn't all of it. But you're right. When you when you move up to that weight class, so what I guess what I'm trying to say is when I move up to 102, yeah, I was throwing down some PRs, but I had a I, it was like the honeymoon period where you're like, yeah, it's like when you put on a new pair of lifting <laughs> shoes, you lift great that day, but then you put them on the next day and you don't lift as well. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's your, I almost think your mind tricks you shoots out some adrenaline. Cool. I got some new shoes on. I'm going to throw up some weight. It's going to be awesome. The next day, it's just another day on the platform. And so you're not getting that same like dosage of like dopamine and, and, um, all that stuff to, to make you perform better because I don't really think that a new pair of shoes is going to do it. I don't necessarily think that another weight class, unless it's straight muscle and, uh, but in, in the beginning, I don't think just by putting up a little more weight, you're going to automatically lift more. Um, now I think that, uh, I really like what you said about that. And I just, it's, it's one of those things that, how am I trying to say this? It, it, it's not an easy decision. And so when you do it, just try to educate yourself and don't just like start eating a bunch of McDonald's, you know, <laughs> like, like we, we all do the McDonald's trick. I do it all the time. Um, I, you know, but at the same point I'm backfilling and I was talking to Donald about this. It's not just about eating caloric stuff. You've got to actually eat, you know, somewhat, um, healthy and understand what you're putting in your body because I, you know, I, you can't live off of McDonald's and you're not going to perform well off of Taco Bell. Like that's just supplemental stuff. <laughs> As I don't care what anybody says. Like I, you, you eat Taco Bell for a week. You're probably going to lift shitty the next week. I, I, maybe <laughs> it's a big, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a big statement. <laughs> no, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really, I just, I like this conversation about weight because I think that it, um, it doesn't get enough attention, uh, especially in our, in our, in our, uh, sport, because we see the bigger guys lifting the biggest weights, you know? So everybody thinks you gotta be big, but yeah. Yeah. I, I would say like there's my buddy, Tyler, I, I want him to go up to 96 and he's an 89 Yeah, and he has been injured a handful of times in the last six months. And I'm like, he just keeps saying, I want to, I want to see what I'm capable. Of. I want to like maximize this weight class. And I, I just keep telling him like, you did. Right. You, you did. Now you're getting hurt. This is the time where you're supposed to go up. He's like, I'm not going to be 96. And I'm like, you don't have to be a 96, be a 92, be a 92, be a 93. He's like, but I'm only like, 11 kilos away from making American open finals. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> You're probably not that much further away. If you go up a weight class and have some additional calories and you can start moving better and not being hurt. Also let's qualify for a meet when you're, um, well overqualified for it. And not, I mean, I get the idea of like going and cutting and like really trying to like tote that line. But like, at that point, you're lifting. I think we've talked about this. You're probably lifting in the E session, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and I guess it's for the experience. But at the same point, like, let's go to eight O finals to to do well and to kick some ass and like, eh, that's a whole thing. 
but oh, yeah, uh, that's a, a whole different thing. I yeah. think we could get into. <laughs> we got a lot of subcategories going on today. <laughs> I think I, I I was thinking about this earlier today that people would rather bring the the goalpost towards them instead mm-hmm. of like learn to kick a ball further. Exactly, and they just want to make it easier, so they they say oh if i just cut down in body weight i'm sure it won't fun or like it won't i'll function the same way right and that rarely happens Mm-mm. and um they just want to take the easier route because it's it's easier to 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 go down a little bit in body weight than it is to be a better weightlifter yeah i mean <laughs> i can't tell you and and maybe this is partially of my lack of of confidence but like i'm 6 years in the sport I still don't think I'm a great weightlifter and I'm, and I keep that edge on me. Um, not because I'm, I don't have confidence in myself because I do. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'm pretty, pretty confident. I'll walk on any platform usually and lift. Um, but I, I want to see, I have greater goals and I want to be a better one. And it's like, it, it just doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen in a year. It doesn't happen in two years. Now you're going to get some kid that's super athletic, has some great genetics. That's going to pop on the platform and do some cool things. But like, I'm more impressed with longevity. Yeah. I'm more impressed with somebody who's been lifting <laughs> for 10 years, 12 years, 13 years. Cause I know what that does to the body and I know how the impact and that it has on somebody's life. It's like, especially as masters, right? We have families, we have careers, we have, you know, children that look up to us. We, you know, we're these massive IG like influencers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had to throw a little joke in there. Not at all. Um, I have 300 followers, by the way, people. I'm not an influencer. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think I'm more impressed with somebody who, who continues the journey, even when it's hard. I don't know. Yeah. No. Um, you're a great lifter. Definitely. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but I think that that's also, you look at yourself like you don't think you're as good as you want to be. Right. I do the same thing. I know. I mean, I don't, I don't think that I'm, I don't know anybody who is continuing to do this, who is going to be humble who or who is, or you got to be humble enough to know that you can get better. Yeah. So yeah. I'm never going to be out there and I'm not going to, I know that generally when I show up to a meet, especially a local meet, I'm probably going to win. I yeah. don't walk in there and be like, Oh yeah. How Good luck with go, good luck fighting for second place. I don't I'm not going to ever say something like that because there's just <laughs> as good of a chance that I'll bomb out or get hurt or right. whatever. Right. But it right. like, but I'm also not necessarily trying to compete against a lot of these people. Like, yes, I am, but I'm also going like, these are the numbers I want to hit. This is the goal that I'm trying to do. If I complete yeah. this, then I just beat what I was trying to do. Yeah. Um, and this meet, I talked to a handful of people like, are you going to go hit some giant weights? I'm like, I have no idea. But the first thing I got to do is make weight. And if yeah. I do that, then I just got, that's the first hurdle. Yeah. Then I got a total. And then once I get that snatch and that clean and jerk, then it's complete fun. From that point on, I really don't care. And honestly, I, I told my coach, I'm like, I need to make this clean and jerk because 
I wasn't trying to be a super jerk, but I was like, I want to get this one total <laughs> because I want to knock out my buddy Jared from his, yeah. I haven't told him this, but um, I took out, this wasn't a big competition year for him anyway, but yeah, yeah, I wanted to knock him off the, the first ranking position as the master. <laughs> yep. I, and you, I actually heard you say that. And I went and then I like walked, looked at his Instagram and he was lifting some big, he's like had some extra motivation. I'm like, I wonder if Cornell told him. <laughs> I, nope. I didn't. Yep. Um, but I know he's, he's getting ready for a big next year. He had a yeah, huge last year and I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to take him off that little podium right there. Cause I don't think he's going to compete between now and next Saturday. <laughs> Um, but i I made that lift and then i was like okay yeah i don't care about any of the next lifts yeah but what i did tell my coaches is use me to get nick whatever time he needs to make his lifts okay because i really wanted him to hit that 303 or higher so that he would qualify for al finals for next year yeah and so i strategically took numbers where i'm like okay I'm going to take this number and then I'm, and I'm not going to try to just go out there and hit the biggest numbers I can hit. Cause I'm like that. I already, I already won. Right. I already did what I came to do. So now let me try to get my teammate to the end of the best position he can be in. See, Oh man, there's something so special about that because you, I, I you talked about that a little bit on the polo and like, um, you know, you, you took weightlifting t- from, a very individualized sport to now I'm going to understand what's happening in this, uh, this meet. I'm going to position my friend, my teammate, the guy that I lift with all the time to be in a better spot. And you have the leverage to be able to do that. Like show me another weightlifter who does that. (laughs) And I mean, you got, you got me, but like, that's really freaking cool, dude. And props to you for that because that and that that shows just the the person and the character you are in in that sense and that's awesome man that's really yeah. freaking cool there was a i don't even think he knows this but uh <laughs> <laughs> he opened in his clean jerk what he needed uh for the total that he needed yeah and i opened i think right below him mm-hmm. and then he went and then he got called on a press out two to one and the real problem was I was next up at that weight. Yeah. Yeah. And then he got called on a press out and I wasn't going to take a one kilo jump. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I had no choice, but it was, he was going to get burned. Yeah. Yeah. And, I but I, I told my coach, I'm like, Hey, if, if I need it, just time me out. I don't need, I don't need any more of these weights. Right. Right. And then I, I asked Nick, I'm like, you good? Cause I can give you another two minutes. <laughs> he's like no i'm ready i'm like all right bump me up so. solid that's great yeah no i think um that was a, it just seemed like a really successful meet all around from start to finish you know i know you went through all the the trials and and uh tribulations of the the weight cut and and everything like that but uh at, i guess the last thing i want to ask on this is did you get the belt i did it's in around the car Excellent. That's all, <laughs> that's all, that's all that matters. Um, cool, man. Well, we have a couple questions that people ask on Instagram. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. So, well, first of all, I already, I already dressed Kirby second. Uh, I'll dress this one really quick. Um, Kilo says we need to go at a, at a, a earlier time so he can listen. <laughs> okay. 
So we'll talk about that off air if you want to try to try to think of a different time. Okay. Uh, Damon asks uh, favorite variation in the snatch and clean and jerk. I know my answer to this. <laughs> it's, the, right. it's, it's from the floor. I, that's uh, it's my favorite. <laughs> it is my favorite. And now if you go to, I guess, I guess if it's a variation, I'm going to say uh, snatch is going to be uh, from the blocks from mid blocks. I love mid box snatches. I feel strong when I do it. Um, yeah. it. It's it's always the pull from the ground to about mid thigh on the snatch that is most challenging for me. So when it's on a mid block, I'm golden. Um, clean and jerks. I, I can't. I, there's no variation I like. So I'm going to say from the floor. <laughs> uh, I well, you already took the blocks, so yeah. <laughs> I do like that position a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the one that I could probably lift the most with. Yeah. Um, but one of the variations that I really like, just I it, it makes sense in my head, is the deficit. Uh, oh. I think I've snatched 132, 134-ish from red plates. I like that. Um, I just, I've told people, they're like, how do you do it? I'm like, I don't know. But it just feels like you're shooting a bow and arrow and you get to pull it back a little further. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, oh, that's a great way to explain it. That would be my snatch variation, like very varying from the the competition lift. Mm -hmm. uh, cleans, I would just probably say my favorite clean complex is a clean front squat jerk. Yeah, um, I do that. One I a just, lot. I really love that one. You stand it up three quarters, and then you just go straight back into the squat because, mm -hmm. in my opinion, your squat should emulate the clean. Yep. So, don't stand up, get catch your breath, move your feet, and then go into a front squat. Yeah. Just, just keep, just keep going. Yeah. Dame and I were just talking about that. And I, I told him, I said that exact same thing. I was like, Cornell, uh, he, he gave me the, he was actually, I think you were watching me on zoom or something. The pole. I don't know. It was something live and you're like, don't move your feet. And I was like, Oh, okay. And it, <laughs> it, it does bring in a, a new stimulus to it and it makes complete sense. So, yeah. Plus cool. you're kind of going on that same breath. So when you let the yeah. breath out, that's when like everything loosens up for a second. You got to get tight. So. <laughs> then you got to do it all over again. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, let's see. I don't, I didn't see any other weightlifting stuff on there. We posted this pretty late. Damon asked again, favorite Christmas recipe. And this will be a good way to uh, close out the show. Do you have a favorite Christmas recipe? Well, I just got requested that I make cinnamon rolls tomorrow or for Sunday. Okay. Wait, what? I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> for christmas christmas is monday christmas even is okay. sunday yeah yeah uh, i found a knockoff version of the cinnabon recipe okay and as long as i follow every single recipe or every single step and i use a, the i use the right flour i use the right everything it they turn out amazing that's fantastic i love uh, i love cinnamon rolls <laughs> i uh recently we were doing some shopping pretty late at night and we were at the mall and Maddie's like, Dad, can we get a Cinnabon? And I was like, and we we're like getting ready to leave. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I pulled an ultimate move here. Uh, we walk out of the uh, mall, get in our car. We drive to the other side of the mall where the door is for the Cinnabon. <laughs> and I sit in the car and I'm like, here's my card. <laughs> go you get go a Cinnabon. Get and meet me. Comes there. out with a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's that's it right there i like it 
That's good. Yeah. So um, I would say my favorite recipe uh, is probably one from my childhood. It was a, uh, my mom uh, used to make a gnocchi with a red sauce, Mm -hmm. Italian sausage, uh, meatballs, just really down home style, nothing crazy. Um, but we would make a big batch of them as a family and we would eat them on Christmas day. And that's probably my favorite one that I've, uh, that uh, out of all of them, it's only been a couple times as an adult that I've actually done it, but cause it's an, it's a, it's a process, but, um, yeah, it's probably my favorite. <laughs> it's a process for you. Cause you know how to make it for me. Yes. I, I put it in the boiling water when it floats, it's done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. I'm over here like, you know, mashing up my potatoes, mixing it with the flour, throwing the eggs in there, making sure everything's good, throwing in more flour. Like, yes, you're right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, Cornell, this has been a great show, dude. Um, well, I think uh, uh, this is a good time. We're hitting 44 minutes. Uh, we've been live on two separate platforms. That's pretty freaking cool. Nothing glitched. Saw a handful of people come through. It was fun, dude. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Well, um, everybody out there, thank you for listening. I hope everybody has a safe, wonderful holiday. Uh, Cornell, uh, you're a great friend, man. And I really appreciate uh, the relationship and the friendship that we have. And uh, I hope you have a great holiday. Please wish your family a great holiday. And uh, yeah. Thank you. You as well. All right. Well, everybody have a good night. And we will uh, talk to you soon. Adios. Adios.